0: to the Rishi Mishra podcast. I'm your host, Rishi, and today it is January 6th, 2024. It is a Saturday. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And with me today, I have a wonderful, a special guest, a jack of all trades guest. Uh, My guest today is David. David, how are you doing? I'm
1: doing good. Rishi, how are you?
0: I am doing fantastic. Uh, Thank you for coming on. Um, Today's topic that we're going to talk about is ATVs. Uh, all-terrain vehicles. These are uh, on four wheels, and uh, they're meant for the outdoors. And I guess for me, the first question I have is, you. I know drive, uh, ride ATVs. First question is, how did you first? When was the first time you rode an ATV, and how did you get into it?
1: Oh, that was uh, that was actually a long time ago. I was about 12 or 13 years old. Uh, a friend of mine uh, had a small little uh, um, Chinese ATV called an uh, monsoon. It was a 90 CC ATV. And then he also had a, uh, um, a TTR 125 dirt bike. And, uh, him and I went to one of uh, the local tracks that, uh, we were up in, in Michigan. And, uh, um, I almost rolled it on top of me a couple of times, but after that, I fell in love with it ever since. And, um, one day when we were up in Michigan, uh, my parents and I were going to uh, one of the uh, the county fairs up there and there was uh, a ATV that I saw on the side of the road that was for sale with a bunch of other cars and I asked them to stop and look at it and they told me, like, oh, if it's still there next week, then we'll go back and look at it. And sure enough, it was there. It was a uh, 1998 Yamaha Banshee. It, it had uh, great plastics. It was black and yellow and it had gold wheels. Um, and
0: i've i've had that four-wheeler ever since dang that's uh that's impressive so you've had it since you were you said 13 yep wow so you you've driven it for quite some time now so would Uh, you consider yourself an expert in atvs
1: i wouldn't say i'm an expert but i mean i've I've ridden four-wheelers for about 20 years of my life oh wow
0: okay yeah. so uh, these four wheelers. So like, it's it's not a small thing, right? You mentioned like that it was being sold next to cars. So it's, it's one of those things where you have a truck. And you basically I guess the question is, like, you have this ATV. Uh, where do you typically you mentioned you were in Michigan when you use it? Are you typically using it in Michigan? Uh, like, how are you transporting this thing? Like, what, what? Like, what are the logistics of owning an ATV? I would
1: say you at least need to have a, a vehicle that can tow a small trailer. It doesn't have to be anything big. If it's if you're doing it by yourself, you can have. A, I've seen uh, like a sedan tow a small trailer, like a little snowmobile trailer with dirt bikes, and you could tow a small uh, sport four wheeler with it because they, they only weigh about uh, I would say three to five hundred pounds with the sport quads. But if you have a utility quad, they can they can weigh almost up to a thousand pounds, which would be kind of dicey towing with a little car, but A small pickup truck is ideal or anything that's can, can haul, I would say uh, between 500 and a thousand pounds would be ideal with a small trailer.
0: It's fine. Um, Okay. So you like, and, and it's not like, it's, it's not like, Oh man, this is like a huge burden to try and carry around. So like with that, you could probably take it to many different places, not just Michigan or you live here in Illinois right now. Like where, where, what are the different places that you've used it? Uh, Use the ATV. So, uh, primarily, it's I've been riding up in
1: Michigan, but uh, uh, my wife and I have ridden here in uh, in Illinois at a few places, and we also went to somewhere in Indiana, uh, which uh, it's actually a pretty good place. They have a lot of uh, open area to ride, and it's not just for four wheelers and dirt bikes. It's uh, um, cars and trucks and uh, side by sides or. UTVs are what they're called. It's basically like an off road car. But uh, as far as the, the four wheelers or quad bikes, um, there's a, a place that's not far from Chicagoland area. It's called uh, Fox Valley Off Road. It's about 80 miles from, uh, um, I'll say, from Berwyn. If anyone knows where Berwyn's from, but <laughs> <laughs> it's about an hour and 10 minutes away from there. I would say probably an hour and a half, an hour, and 45 minutes away from the, the city of Chicago. And it's out west on I 80. Um, they, they host, uh, races there too. They host, uh, um, they call them GPs, uh, Grand Prix races for, uh, for dirt bikes now only, unfortunately they, uh, um, it's basically, uh, a, a motocross track. They also host, uh, what's called a hair scramble. It's think of it as a cross country race. If anyone runs cross country or think of a cross country race on a, on a motorcycle, For about an hour and a half to two hours, and the course is about five miles long. Some of them go up to like ten to twenty miles long per lap, and uh, um, it's pretty much through all all types of riding conditions. If it's snowing, if it's raining, your the only thing that prevents you is if there's lightning. But uh, um, there's also another place that's not far from there. It's called uh, the Cliffs Insane Terrain. They, that one, wait, it's, so it, it was
0: more set up the, for... The Cliffs Insane, wait, what's it called? It's called the Cliffs Insane Terrain. Is this, yeah, you said it's not far from that other? From yeah, it's, okay. it's also in,
1: uh, uh, in Illinois. It's in uh, Marseilles, Illinois. It, it was more set up for uh, Jeeps and trucks the ruts were pretty deep but you could pretty much bring any off-road vehicle there that you want right now they got grants from the state uh, and they're they're restricted to uh bikes atvs and um, side-by-sides now
0: okay so you mentioned you mentioned racing as uh, something you could do with atvs i guess a couple questions one what's the fastest do, you, are, do they track how fast you go on an atv and, and or is do you know how the fastest you've gone on an atv that's, that's going to be question one, and I'm going to get to a follow-up question after ask that. So I guess that's the first question. Um, do they track how fast you go? I guess it depends
1: on what type of racing. So the racing that I participate in is it's uh, I do hair scrambles on my four-wheeler, and I do it up in, in Michigan. I started in Illinois, but uh, the uh, American Motorcycle Association here uh, stopped doing races because there was a lack of support from, from riders for for ATVs. It's just all bikes now in Illinois. Um but, no, there a lot of, like, the, the motocross bikes, the sport quads, they don't have speedometers. So you really don't know how fast you're going.
0: You can you, kind of guess. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have an idea, like, like yeah, to yes. what, 30 miles an hour? Um, like, have you hit 30 on, a, on an ATV? <laughs> well, the ones that I've owned, I've,
1: I've topped them out. I've gone by about 90 to 100 miles an hour.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Like, on, like, an actual track or just on a road? Um... Uh, more so in a field or sand dunes dang okay (laughs) what's that i mean because you mentioned like it's it's not for for those wondering like it's it's not like it can get dangerous right like you could have the atv roll over on you oh yeah so like i I don't know that i would highly i would not recommend anyone going 90 miles an hour the first time riding an atv not that i don't i don't even think you would be able to control it enough to even get up to that speed anyway but like what's it like being able to go that fast on an atv like
1: um, I don't want to say it's like a motorcycle, but I mean, if you've ever ridden a motorcycle, it's kind of like you have like the rush of like the wind and uh, the draft going all around you. Also, depending on how your, uh, um, your, your four wheeler is set up, the uh, the steering can get kind of choppy with it because they, some of them could be set up for, uh, um, so that way they, they turn a little bit easier, but if you have them set up where the the is a little bit uh um more more negative or more positive actually it um, the bars will kinda of wobble on you and it can get kinda of dangerous if you're going fast because it can get hooked something and fly over the bars essentially. But if it's set up more for let's uh, say if you're gonna do drag racing, they uh they have a lot more uh, um negative caster so that way it's the steering is very tough, but it's going to go in a straight line. And you're not going to flip over.
0: Okay, so I guess how many you you mentioned all this? How many races would you say you you've ridden ATVs for twenty years now? How many races would you say you you've done? Like, if you had to guess, obviously. How many races?
1: I've I've done. I'm trying to think about this. I've done four official races. I did four. one in 2018 and did three last year in 2023. Okay. Okay.
0: Do you like the rate Like, what's is it just is the racing since you've done four official races, like is the racing something that you realize like, Hey, I like to do this or is it just like, Hey, yeah, I just want to try it out and see like what it would be like to race.
1: Oh, I love it. I love every minute of it. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's just, just being on the ATV itself. Just like, obviously you started when you were 13. So uh, that makes sense. If you're still doing it now, you obviously have to love it. Um, how, you know, uh, one of the things we, we went up to Michigan and you were able to show me how to, the the basics of an ATV. I guess for those that have never ridden an ATV, how difficult is it to learn how to ride an ATV and like to get into it if they wanted to do so? They're like, hey, I want to try out to try out an A T V like like and let's say they don't know you, right? How do they go about like learning how to ride an ATV?
1: Oh it's um it's really I don't wanna say it's really easy. It's easy for me, obviously I've been doing it for so long, but it's not it's not something that's hard to do. You can someone can go off and, and learn it in an afternoon pretty pretty easily. Uh, especially if you have uh, if you're learning on like an automatic, like a, a utility quad. It's basically almost like driving a car. Instead of uh, drive and one, two, three reverse, there's there's a high, or low reverse four wheel drive on them. It's it's essentially like just picture yourself driving a smaller car, but instead of a steering wheel, you have handlebars, and then uh, um, your your brakes are in, in different locations. Either either on the handlebars or they're they're on your feet. Um, with the sport quads, uh, they're they're manual transmissions, so you have a clutch, and you have a, a shifter for a uh, gear like selector for by your foot, and as well as you have front brake on your uh, your handlebar on your right and then you have uh, your rear brake is uh, usually a uh, foot brake on the right hand side of, uh, okay. of the driver's position so it's um, from personally learning how to drive manual uh, manually operated vehicle it's easier to, to learn on a four-wheeler ATV, or even a motorcycle, I felt like it was easier for me to learn that than it was to, to learn how to drive a manual transmission car.
0: Oh, okay. So then if I want, to, so like, let's say I want to, like, go learn this, right? And you mentioned it's probably easy. Like, where would you, like, you mentioned you've done the, you've done ATV riding in Illinois. You mentioned some of the tracks there. You mentioned it in Michigan. Is, is there, like, if I'm in Illinois if I'm so like, how do I know, like, hey, can I, do I just go to any ATV place and just like rent out an ATV? Like what's the, what's the best way that like you, if you have some brand new to ATVs, one, where would you recommend like they go? And then two, like, what would you, would you recommend? They obviously rent an ATV. I, I think it's probably the more, I say, obviously, I think that's the obvious choice. Like, I don't know that I would recommend anyone, like, Hey, go buy an ATV. Cause if you go buy it and then you ride an ATV and you don't like it. It's not exactly ideal to do that, so I, I think it would be renting would be the option, right?
1: No. Uh, yeah, you can you can rent them, but it's not like like going off and renting a car. You usually have to be by a place or or remotely near a place that's that has somewhere for you to ride it because you can't just ride it on the street. Some states allow it, but you still have to have plates and lights on them. But the uh, state of Illinois, you can't you can't. Uh, um, license an ATV to ride on the street. So there's a few places uh, that you can do it in Wisconsin, but in Illinois, I don't really know of any other place that you can rent them other than going down south. Around here, you you can't really rent anything. Um, There's one place that's about two and a half hours away from here. It's called the the Badlands. It's in in Indiana. It's, uh, I would say, about parallel to Champaign, Illinois, but just on the Indiana side. They used to rent four-wheelers, but they were automatics. And then uh, now I think they're primarily renting side-by-sides. The next closest place that I can think of is uh, Silver Lake Dunes in Michigan. They do rent ATVs in some places. Um, I would recommend renting one and trying it before you go off and buy anything. And then if you wanted to learn how to ride a manual one, if you had a friend or a buddy that that has them, they can probably teach you how to ride it, and then you would try that out first.
0: Okay. So I guess uh, for those, how much does an ATV cost, actually? Like, if you were to buy a brand-new ATV, what are we talking? How much is this going to run here?
1: Okay, so um, I'm just trying to, trying to think about this. Last time I looked at one, there's only one manufacturer now making, sport quads at yamaha there used to be a bunch of them in the early 2000s and then when the financial crisis hit in 2008 2009 a lot of the manufacturers uh, stopped because they uh the banks that they were using to finance uh uh, the people who were buying them they they weren't backing them financially but um among that it's about i want to say $10,000 Ten thousand to twelve thousand dollars for a, a brand new YFZ four hundred and fifty or Raptor seven hundred from Yamaha. Wow.
0: Okay, so not exactly a small chunk of change. You'd have to have no. some commitment if you're going to buy one.
1: Exactly. I would, in all honesty, I would recommend trying to find a, a used machine that's on uh, um, on Marketplace or Craigslist or something like that, but try to find one that has a title and uh, try to. You take someone with you that's mechanically inclined that can check it out for you.
0: Yeah, I guess what's the to what's make the, sure that everything's... What is the maintenance level? You you buy an ATV. Let's say you're not a mechanic. Uh, I know you. I know you do. You fix cars all the time, so for you it's a little different. But like, what is the maintenance level of an ATV? Like, how much are you working on it in comparison to like, let's say, a car?
1: Well, it depends on how many, how, how much you ride it, because um, like machinery and farm equipment. It's, uh, the service intervals are based off of hours, not miles. Okay. So, um, depending on the the make manufacturer, they, they each have a different interval for like whenever you have to change their oil or their air filters
0: or their spark plugs. Or how do, do you know adjustment? How do you know and how many the, hours that you're riding it? So, like you just have to like, because like you have to track it. Like, so, enough. so
1: ideally, like what someone would do is you would keep a log or. Uh, there's um, hour meters that you can get to put on your machine. Uh, okay. So if someone doesn't have one of those and they say, oh, it's low hours, you kind of have to take their word for it. But, I mean, uh, if you're uh, mechanically inclined and you know how to use a compression tester and, a, like, a leak down tester, you can kind of tell uh, okay. how, how, uh, how much life a motor has left in it if the compression is really low on it, and you bought it from someone and said it was just rebuilt. It's you can kind of think that they're they're kind
0: of, they're kind uh, of lying to you.
1: Yeah, they kind of lying to you because um, usually uh, that that's the main thing with power sports or, or any uh, um, like yard equipment is if if the motor starts uh, losing compression on it or if it's really low, then you know it's time for for a rebuild at least on on the top end of the motor. And then uh, um, the rest of it, it's kind yeah. of like. Kind of like working on the car, I mean, you have your basic suspension, you check the bushings, you check the joints, the brake pad life, the rotors, see if they show any signs of like run out or anything like that or anything that's weird that looks on them. I would say the most important maintenance item for any of the power sports equipment is an air filter. Mm-hmm. I, if I had a choice of changing the oil versus uh, um, changing a filter or cleaning and, cleaning and re-oiling the filter, uh, I would do a filter over the oil because you don't want to suck up any
0: dirt in the engine. Ah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, um, that's that's uh, quite a lot of good information on ATVs. I guess uh, I will throw it back to you. Do you have anything else about ATVs specifically that like you could think of that you want to bring up to let people know, like, or you just even talk about in general with ATVs?
1: Um, no, nothing at this time. It's a hell of a lot of fun. I would just recommend at least going and trying it once in your life.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, well, uh, for those of you that are curious, um, if you want to message me at the recent Mishra podcast, uh, you can do so. And I I will, if you have any questions about ATVs, I'll relay them to David or we'll figure out a way to, to help you get your questions answered. If you have questions about ATVs, um, and uh, yeah, but I'm going to go into then today's positive thought of the day. Uh, today's positive thought of the day is going to be um, learn something new. Uh, and it's, it's not necessarily specifically related to ATVs. I, I understand we talked about that, but it's learn something new. Um, you know, so the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, for us to be able to learn something new, we are expanding our horizons. We're expanding what it is that uh, we can do and what we get interested in. Uh, until you try to learn something new, um, you won't know whether you like it or not. And there could be a good chance that you like doing what it is that you're learning uh, that you've never done before. And if you really like it, you might stick with it. For example, with like ATVs, you might stick with it for 20 years uh, and more and counting. Uh, so always try uh, learn something new is my positive thought of the day. I don't know if you want to have anything you want to add to that, David. Oh, not this time! All right, awesome. Uh, well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Appreciate you being on. Uh, hope you hope you had a good experience on the podcast. I don't know if you did or not, but <laughs> uh, did you want to sign us off? Um, I think you can handle that, Richie.
1: All right. Well, uh,
0: Appreciate it. Uh, that. Thank you again. Thank you for coming on. Uh, looking forward if you uh, I know you gave me some other topics so maybe at another point we could talk about some of those as well and uh, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening again and have a wonderful rest of your day we will see you tomorrow with another special guest